Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back into the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Trent Young. I'm here with my great friend, Alan Small, and we do this thing, this podcast, and, and um, a lot of other things because we want you to endure. We want you to your church to do well. We want you to stay where you are and minister and do well in the place that God has called you to. And so, Alan, today, <laughs> we want to see if we know our churches and our place well, don't we? Yeah, so, Trent, most churches probably don't have a clue about some key pieces of information and really how accessible um, that information is to know, you know, your demographics and then psychographic um, population that is near and ar around your community and church. You and I, um, you know, when we look at our demographics, they're, they're kind of um, eye-opening, eye um, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, they really are. It's so funny because we, Alan and I have had this conversation. We were talking on the phone the other day and it was like, really, yours is the same numbers as mine. You know, we're, our churches are similar uh, and our towns are similar. And then the number of people in our area is similar. Um, but I, before we kind of talk about ours, I want to ask you, Alan, if you would um, define a couple of terms because you know them better than I do. But um, demographics, kind of what is that? And then psychographics is a, a term that I, I would imagine most people have never heard that term. And so yeah. would you mind about those a little bit? Well, of course, demographics are basically who, who are the people. You know, it's, it's the ethnic breakdown. It's the financial break, breakdown. It's, it's all the empirical data um, that, you, that would define your community. Um, the psychographic, on the other hand, is, is much more... Um, that's more of what the people think type process. And so, you know, um, what's their, what, what drives them? What's, what's their motivators? And so, you know, Trent, it's interesting that when we look at the demographics, you know, we'll, let's just kind of break this down for people. Elizabeth has a population somewhere around 1500. Um, Comanche in Oklahoma has somewhere around 1600 people. So, so our communities are about the uh, about the same size. Um, our schools are about the same size. All right. all those kinds of things are about the same. But if we were to break down the way the people think in each of the places, um, I'm in I'm in suburban Colorado, um, and and you right. are in country Oklahoma, and that's where the 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 demographics may look similar, but the psychographics are way different. That's exactly right. Yeah. The, um, you know, I would assume that um, politically we would be on, in different parts of the spectrum. Um, just the way that we deal with life and culture, just there is a different culture in any part, even in Oklahoma. If I, if I look at say my church, as opposed to a church on the other side of the state, our culture is going to be different the way that we look at things, the way we think about things. Um, and so, yeah, psychographics is a, is, is a really important thing to think about, um, you know, and this is, as we talk about these things, Alan and I want you to know that, that we can help you find these, uh, this information about your church. Um, and this is some really good stuff, um, you know, within, you can find out not only how many people are in your town, but within a five mile radius, we found out, 
and this was really interesting to me, Alan, that um, in Elizabeth, within a five-mile radius of your church, there's about 11,000 people and 11,000 unchurched people, really. And in Comanche, within a five-mile radius, there's about 11,000 unchurched people. I was, like, blown away by that. Yeah, it is. It is pretty remarkable how 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 similar those those first batch of numbers um, um, really turn out turn out to be as we were talking about our numbers and preparing for for to talk about this. But but it, it blew me away too um, when I first saw that number. I always knew there were a lot more people um, in the, the outlying area of my community. I did not realize that there were that many more people. And of course, we've had a lot of growth. With there's tons of growth. In fact, the, these numbers, these numbers are only going to be good for a couple of years because of the growth in 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 our area. Um, it is quickly becoming suburban from being rural, and so our community is undergoing a huge change, which will affect it um, significantly. In fact, the the future trend for for our for our county is that it will likely triple in size in the next 15 years. So yeah. it's, it's undergoing a, a, a huge change, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that's a, amazing that when we look at the, when we look at the, uh, the overall population. So, yeah. And you mentioned the unchurched side of that, you know, we know, I, I know if I took all the churches within that same five mile right radius too, um, we're, we're, we're not reaching nearly our community to the extent you, people might say, oh my gosh, there's a church on every corner. Um, but we're not reaching, we're not reaching our community. Yeah. I would see the same thing in my five miles. And, um, the cool thing is, uh, Alan, you talked about the next step for you was to take, you know, a picture of a snapshot of with, within a 20 minute drive, um, around from your church, there's like 55,000 because you're on the edge of Denver there and that, and your County is huge. Like you said, it's growing. My County is really not growing. Um, and so uh, that's where ours begins to dramatically be different. And, you know, as we tell you about these tools and remind you that Alan and I can help you to get this information for your church, it's what you do with the numbers that really matters um, and how you use those as a, a point I, I use some of this information. I talked with my church about this uh, because I don't think they realize that, hey, there's 11,000 people that aren't involved in church within a five mile radius of our church, you know. And so it's what you do with these with this information. I think that's important now. Yeah. So so Trent, one of the things that and the reason that we I did a 20 minute um, uh, drive radius is because of where we are located. Um yeah, because we are in a growing county, um, it's it's kind of the the Denver area is growing eastward toward us. So you know, a lot of the houses up toward the foothills of the mountains have that land's been covered, and so people are kind of pulling back more toward the east here, and so things are kind of catching up into into our setting. But we have people because there's not as many churches in Colorado as there are in Oklahoma. Per, per capita, we have people who drive a lot further to come to our church because they go west to Denver all the time anyway. And so um, we have a lot of people who have driven eastward 20, 20 minutes or whatever. But now what we're seeing are, are more people from our west coming east because after the pandemic, things are too crowded and they want to space out more. And so 
So they want to go to the small town where there's probably less restrictions and you can spread out more and, and all those kinds of things. So there's more people coming our direction. And so so when we did that, that circle, yeah, I mean, a lot of that population is to our west and typically would not have been um, probably in our consideration, um, but is now. And so that's part of this, too. When you're looking at when you're planning to do research you, you kind of need to know. And there's, a, there's so many sources in so many ways. Sometimes you need to get creative. Um, there's certainly a way for me to do some creative things um, where I can kind of skew the numbers to what is our effective um, driving <laughs> driving area. And, and that would look very oblong um, if, if, I, if I did that one and, and very scattered. Um, but you can do that. But so for some places, like for Trent, Trent, you know, if I were to say, go further than five miles in your setting, I'd probably say about 10 miles, probably about 10 miles. That's probably about the tops in your part of the country where, where um, your drive time, most people aren't going to probably look beyond uh, 10 miles for their, for their church. And, and it just depends on where you're at, where you're located. And, and in a city, um, it, it may be two miles. It may be one mile. You may not even ever get up to five miles. So it's again, it, it's based on where you're at. It's based on your setting. And, and that's where really some outside eyes can help you figure that out. Yeah, there's uh, the church that my wife's parents, Dana's parents live in, in the Oklahoma panhandle. Everybody's used to driving, you know, 30 minutes to anywhere because they got to drive two hours to Walmart, you know, so that, it's like a no big deal. Um, we, we have a fan. We have several families that drive 20 30 minutes to our church. Um, and so our, yeah, our, I guess our area is going to look more North South than, uh, than anything because the population base North of us is Duncan and then South to Warica. And we've got people from both extremes coming to our church. Uh, and so this, we just want to kind of share with you this tool and, and, you know, you can break this down more and you can find out um, families and, and ages, you know, overall age groups that are in those areas. And, and you know, are those people, are you affecting those people in your in your area? Yeah. So you find out a percentage of single moms, you know, do you need do you need to focus on single parent households? Is, is that a big deal? Um, divorce rate. What's the divorce rate look like? Like our, our divorce rate um, in, our, in our community is a little bit higher. Um, than the national average. I mean, most of our households are married, are, are married households, but many of them have been divorced. And so there's a there's a lot of baggage, a lot of heartache, a lot of hurt um, in, in past past life experiences. Um, you have to be sensitive to those things. Um, you know, our our community is highly educated, but one of the things we were below average is in a desire for more education. Um, people are like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't want to learn anymore. Well, that's certainly going to affect how you do discipleship when you realize that people are hesitant to learning new information. That's true. And, and, you know, in our area where our area is not nearly as highly educated as your area is. And so that affects um, the people that you're reaching out to and how you do that. Uh, there's a church in East Texas that I'm aware of that they, you know, they're frustrated because they're they're mostly older people. But, you know, as you look at the studies around them, 
um, that's mostly what is around them. And so they're doing an amazing job and they're doing some great ministries to older people. Um, there's not many kids around them and there are churches. We've talked about this and not comparing ourselves and not being in competition with other churches. And so there are other churches that are doing a better job reaching those, you know, families with little kids. And so it's, it, it, sometimes it helps confirm maybe, Hey, that you're doing a great job at this. Be who you are, be who God made you to be your church, who they are. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a great tool. You can find out a lot of information as you d- begin to look at the demographics and psychographics of your area. Yeah. Some other things you'll find out on demographics are like um, income level, you know, so, you know, if you took a rule of thumb that per capita, so if you took your attendance and you did your offering, uh, weekly offering amount, you know, so, you know, we'll just take a, a, an easy one. If you, if your offerings were $10,000 and you had a hundred people in attendance, your per capita um, giving would, would be a hundred dollars, would be a hundred dollars or what was that? A hundred dollars per capita or something like that. So, um, yeah, man, yeah, I, I probably should have, I should have talked until I, I got my math, until I got my math right. But, um, you know, to know your per capita giving, is it $10 per capita? Is it $15? So on average nationwide, it's somewhere around $30 per capita. Um, you know, are you, are you higher or lower than that? Well, um, based on the income level, um, in, in, in our particular area, we should be above that. Um, we should be, and we're, in fact, we're we're so, somewhere in the area of forty-five dollars per capita. Um, but does that mean we're doing great financially? Well, everything costs more here too, and That's so true. there's also the cost of living. You know, to to pay a to pay staff, you're going to have to pay more to to hire staff, all those kinds of things. And so you know, it's it's not always apples to apples too. So, you know, you get, you get these frames of mind, you get these images that, that kind of tell you, tell you what you need to see. And so it's important for us. It's important for us to, to really get those numbers and to, to look at those numbers and to see that. And so, so knowing the income levels, you know, what do houses cost um, in, in your, in your uh, neck of the woods as, as, if, if house house prices are rising quickly, that means that there's probably a a lot of demand and a lot of people moving in um, to your community. If house prices have been have been stable for a lo- for a long period of time, that means there's not a whole lot of movement, a whole a whole lot of growth, and so that gives you some indicators. And so there's a lot of things you can think about um, a- as you look at all those all those detail. And then again, the psychographics kind of just give you the way people tend to think about stuff, like. Um, one of the things that I think is really eye-opening in my community is very hesitant to serve, like extremely hes- hesitant to serve. The, this is this is across the board. This isn't just a church reflection. This is a community reflection that we are hesitant to, to, to serve. And I can tell you that we are a community where a lot of people moved out to our area, um, especially in the past, to say, leave me alone. I moved out here for space. I moved out here so no one will bother me. Right. And so that affects how you do outreach. Um, you know, and the we did a mission trip to Phoenix and we helped the church out there, a church plant. And they were much like that. And to where 
you don't go up and knock on doors because people won't answer them, but you can place things on doors. And then some of those people, when they feel led by God and don't, please don't leave out the God factor in this because God is the one who's moving in people's lives. But um, you know, they, then they come and come to you, but you, the, all these numbers affect so many different decisions and give you a basis to pray, a basis to plan, a, base, a basis to budget. And so these are important numbers that Alan and I, you know, want to help you with and, and give you tools that you need to endure and do well. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you talk about it. I'll just give a couple of practical examples. When I first moved into the Elizabeth community, um, I'd been there three or four months and a family came in, husband, and wife came in and said, well, we, we heard there was a new pastor and we wanted to come check it out. And I said, well, great. We're glad to have you. So, you know, how'd you hear about us? Well, we heard about you a few years ago. Um, someone had come by and they knocked on our door and we knew we didn't want to go to that church. You interrupted our dinner. <laughs> we were angry. Um, but we just kind of wanted, we heard there was a new pastor. So we wanted a church. We, we, so we're going to come check it out. And that was kind of eye opening because I'd never heard something like that before. Mm -hmm. And that was a new, a new way of thinking about that. And I, I, that's not the last time I've had that conversation with someone, you know, the, uh, people very protective of their, of their personal space um, in, in my community. And so I, that's something that I've had to swim around and, and find ways around. That was a reason we encourage you to get involved in your community in other ways so that you are visible um, in other ways and find other ways to connect with people. But you learn these things and these things, like you said, they, they begin to affect, you know, that process of, of how you how you make decisions and 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 how you choose um, to do things. I, I think that's true. And um, it's hopefully it helps you to have a better picture, a more complete picture, because if you just look at your church and the people that attend your church, you you won't have a very complete picture of your neighborhood and your community. Um, and we want to uh, be able to help you with these, uh, to help you to find this information so that you can do a good job and, and your, give your church um, a better picture of, of the mission field. Because we really believe that God has placed churches where they are on purpose for a purpose. And we want you to have the best experience and the most effectiveness in reaching out to that community. So. That's that's important to us. Yeah. And so one of the things too, the trend I think is helpful is to know, you know, what you're getting. So I have a five page report that that's informative. I have a I have an almost 40 page report that's much more informative. And so, you know, I have I have two different reports and you it is a, a, a matter too. you get what you pay for. And so the if you want more information um, then you're going to pay, you're going to pay more for more, for more information. But the other thing that's helpful is if you're not good at digging into that, you're not good at reading into those details is to, to get another set of eyes, um, on, on that, to help you see that and to help you understand wh um, what, what you're missing in that process, because that, that will, um, teach you so much that, that you did not know, when you can delve into to some of the finer details of that. That's true. And, you know, Alan and I, we're 
kind of nerds, geeks, you know, we love that kind of stuff. We love to dig into that. We love to, um, to help you to understand it's not just numbers, but there's more to the numbers. We want to tell you the story that goes with those numbers. And, and so that's what, that's why I think it's so important um, because some people don't enjoy just reading reports, but we can help you to understand what all those, that information means and how it affects you. Yeah, a few weeks ago, we talked about taking a look from the outside in. Mm -hmm. And really, your, your demographic psychographic study is, is another outside in look. Because the other thing you want to do is compare your demographics and psychographics to what's inside. You know, does my church really reflect uh, uh, my community? Uh, and a great example would be if you're in a, in a place in the, in the country where there's a lot of ethnic diversity, you know, and you look around and it's, uh, uh, 55 percent white and and um, um, 30 percent African-American and, uh, you know, 20 percent Hispanic and, and all this. And your church is all one flavor. You, you you're you're missing you're missing a huge part, um, a huge part of your community. And so you want to make sure make sure that you are using that information and then comparing that too. Does my church truly reflect my community? If it doesn't reflect your community, you're not reaching your community. Yeah, that's true because you're, God has placed you there to reach that community. He has placed you there to be um, a light for him and to that entire community, not just to a few people and certainly not to just one uh, group of small group of people, but to the entire community, you're called to be a light there. So um, this is all this information. Um, we think it's it's interesting uh, at the very least, but it's it's certainly helpful to you as you uh, pray, as you plan, as you prepare, as you budget, uh, all those things. And we want to be there for you to do that. And so, Alan, um, as we talk about this, um, how can people get in contact with us if they'd like to get more information about something like this? Yeah, so please shoot us an email. That's probably just the easiest way. Um, Alan, A-L-A-N, at EnduringChurches.Consulting. Trent, at EnduringChurches.Consulting. Uh, we would love to come alongside you and, and help you out. And, you know, the cool part is, is if you feel like you need help with your church, you need help with this, uh, we can tailor make a program and it can be as simple as helping you get get some of this research and helping you go through it. We can actually take that, turn it into a full blown church consultation. Um, we can do a lot of things and it's, we're here to help you and your church. We want to see you thrive. Uh, we want to see you be successful and we want your church to have a, a lasting impact. And that's why this is important. You know, look around. Has your church ever even done this? You know, how's your community changing? And if you've never done this, this really is an important step in knowing your community better. That's right. And and we do this for your benefit, not for ours. It's for your benefit because we do want you to do well. And, um, you know, and even if you just have a question, you can always just like Alan said, you can email us. You can find us on Facebook at Enduring Churches. Um, you can go to EnduringChurches.com and see our website. Um but we want to be uh, encouragers, most of all. We have a heart for you to do well. And um, and so this that's why we do this podcast. And we enjoy it a bunch. And we want to be there for you. So please, uh, please reach out to us. Let us be a help for you. 